Welcome to the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church podcast, where we're listening to sermons from our pastor, Philip Coons. We invite you to visit us every Sunday morning, 310 Randolph Road here in Kansas City, Missouri, or right outside of Clay Como. This is a sermon entitled Bible Logical and was preached on November 1st of 2020. We, of course, have Sunday school at 930 every Sunday morning, and of course, Come visit us for services by 11 a.m. on Sundays. And now, here is Pastor Philip Coons. I'll turn pages of the book of Philippians. So many in this that I literally be pages from being this one. Uh, chapter 2. Chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. You please stand to honor the reading of his word. If you cannot, I understand it. I really do. And you say that every week, I know. But I always want to say that again because I do understand. It's hard to stand sometimes. Everybody has that ability. I get it. It says this. Let this mind be in you all, which is also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking upon himself the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the form of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death. Even death on a cross. Therefore God highly exalted him, gave him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let us bow and pray. Dear precious Heavenly Fathers, we come to you today, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your holy name. We praise today. We praise your holy name. Lord, today we pray that we learn from your word, that we apply it not just to our lives today, but every day. We continuously remember how glorified your name should always be in our mind, in our heart, and from our lips. We pray this in your precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Do you know there was once upon a time I didn't like that song? There was once upon a time that I didn't care for that song. It drove me insane for some reason. Maybe it's because we sang it every week, every Sunday night. And they always called me to stand up and sing a song, a verse in the middle. Maybe that's why. I don't know. But I got tired of it. I love it now. I can't sing it enough. I love that song. Now, there are about 100 names and titles uh, that, or defining words in the Bible of Jesus. They're about... A hundred. Now, not saying they're all names. Some are defining things. You can see because I've handed them out to you. I had them handed out to you. They're all for you to go home with and take a look at. I've taught them before on Wednesday nights. I've done that before. We, we went through it together, different ones of us. But they're for you to take home yourself. You might think, well, I already have that because I was here those Wednesday nights. Some of you are like, I don't want to look all those up. Well, you don't have to if you don't want to. You don't have to. But you can use them if you want. They're yours. You can have those. But I want to tell you something. These are wonderful names. Of Jesus Christ. I'm also going to warn you. Last week, 
I had a sermon all about the invitational songs. And I broke into song a couple different times. I'm probably going to do that again today because there are many wonderful, wonderful, outstanding songs about Jesus Christ. First of all, this sermon is based on a song which we just sang, Bless That Wonderful Name of Jesus. And we sang all the verses but one. And we're going to talk about those great verses. We're going to mention every one of those verses. Um, and we're going to talk about them. We need to know that we are to bless that name of Jesus. And we're going to bless that name. What does it mean to bless the name of Jesus? Well, first of all, he is a blessing himself. Jesus is a blessing. And we are to bless him. We're to bless that name, to admire that name. It is a name that needs to be admired every single time that it is mentioned. It is an awesome name. Now, in the 1980s, when I was just a boy, you're showing your age. I don't care. I don't think it's that uh, hard to hide. But it, awesome was a word that was used over and over again. Isn't that awesome? And you talk about pizza. That's awesome. You talk about Star Wars. That's awesome, which it is. But every time you mention anything, it was awesome. But the fact of the matter is, is the word awesome, my father wants to say, now, son, you don't want to say awesome about everything. But you have to understand, I watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They said awesome to everything. The truth be told is, the reason why he told me not to say it about everything was because he said, no, no, son. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is not awesome. God is awesome, and he's right. And he explained to me later on why he said that. It wasn't because he cared so much about that word. It's because God is awe-inspiring. That's what awesome truly means. And Jesus Christ, the Lord God, truly is awesome. He truly is awe-inspiring. God gives great blessings, miracles. God truly does. But we're not talking about just because he can perform miracles. We're not talking about that. He is a miracle. He was born a virgin. We know that. God in the flesh, in human form, he was a blessing. We say, was he truly God? Absolutely he was God. In fact, in John 8, 58, one of the names he has is the I am. How do we know that? But I thought God was the great I am. Yeah. In Exodus, whenever God was talking to Moses, he says the I am. But we can see in John 8, 58, Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. I love it. Right then and there, we see the thumbprint right there that he's explaining. I'm not just the son of God. I am. I am God. I always was. I always will be. He is the I am. Let's take a look at a few of these names. By the way, I'm not going to go through all 100. I know right now what you're saying. I'm glad. I'm glad. But I'm going to go through a couple of them. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard for me. It's hard for me. Because while I was going through and outlining a few of these, it's hard for me not to go to all of them. Because I love all of them. But he's the advocate. He's standing for us, for the Lord. An advocate, of course, is one who stands in the place for us. And he is the advocate for us. We deserve to die and go to hell. We deserve, but he is the advocate for us. I, I, you all know, most of you know, I did a memorial service yesterday, a funeral, if you will, yesterday for a cousin of mine. Uh, it's good to know that in the last moments of her life, she come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, therefore, she does not have to be concerned about the judgment of all of her sins because Jesus Christ is standing as the advocate for her. You know, the thing about it is, does she deserve that? No. Do I deserve that? No. I deserve, I deserve eternal damnation, as do all of us. Oh, that's not, doesn't seem fair. But that's the thing. It isn't fair. That's the beautiful thing about the gift. It's not fair. 
He is our advocate. He is the almighty. These are in alphabetical order, obviously. He's the alpha, the omega, the amen, the author, perfecter of our faith. He is the bread of life. The Bible says it over and over again. He's the bread of life. He is the bread of life. The bright morning star, it tells us in Revelation. He's the carpenter. He was the carpenter because he was raised. He was raised by Joseph the carpenter, but he's the carpenter because he helped build our life. Think about the meaning in that. He helps build us, build us everlasting life. He's the chosen one. Why we say chosen one? Because he's the promised one. What does promised one mean? The Messiah. Not just Messiah. He was Messiah in the Old Testament. And that, of course, is Hebrew. He was also the Christ, which is the word Messiah. He's the Christ. He is the cornerstone, not just the cornerstone which the church is built upon, the cornerstone on which our life is to be built upon. He is the cornerstone. He is the door, the door, the only way into everlasting life, into heaven. He is eternal life, the accepted, excuse me, the expected one, the one we just talked about, the Messiah. He is faithful and true, absolutely. He is our friend. I don't know about you, he's my best friend. He's the one I can turn to at all times. Whenever I'm having problems, who do I turn to? I'm not saying I can't count on my friends. I'm not saying that. One of my dearest friends right now is back there making sure that on Facebook is being run, on YouTube, he's here. His better half is right here. He's one of my best friends too. But the fact of the matter is my bestest of friends of all time will always be the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you something. One of my other best friends is here a lot. A great friend, Seth, but whenever I'm having a seizure on the floor, I'm not saying Seth, Seth, Seth. No, no, no. I'm not saying Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy. I'm not saying Mama, Mama. Okay, once in a while, maybe. But I am guaranteeing you that most of the time I'm yelling, Lord Jesus Christ, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, because it's Jesus who helps me to get back up again. It's Jesus who I call upon. It's Jesus Christ whenever we are sick. I don't know many people in this world, even those who say they don't believe in God, who they call to. I don't believe they call to the politicians. If they do, they're ignorant. I don't believe they do that. I believe they call to the Lord God, the very one they say they don't believe in. And at the very last moment of their life, I guarantee it's the Lord Jesus Christ that they first think of. I guarantee it, and they should. All right, get back on track. I will. He's the good teacher, great God, or righteous king. I'm going to get onto a song if I'm not careful. He's great high priest. He's the great shepherd. He is guardian of your soul. Absolutely. He is head of the church. He is. Pastor's not head of the church. I'm not the head shepherd. He's the head shepherd. I am the shepherd behind him. I can't make up his choices. I don't go, all right, we're going to do this. No, 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 no. I go in there or I go home and I sit by myself and I pray. And I'm not alone, but I pray. I pray. Why I don't usually make up decisions on my own right away. I say, let me pray about this. It's not me trying to get out of trouble. No. It's me making sure I don't get into trouble. He's the head of the church. He's the healer. The I am we just mentioned. He is the image of God because he is God. He's the Emmanuel. God with us. He's indescribable gift, the intercessor. He is Jesus. Jesus. Yes, he is Jesus. And we'll get to that back here in a second. He's the judge, the king, the king of kings, the lamb, the life, the light, the lion, the living stone, the living water, the Lord, 
God Almighty, Lord of glory, Lord of lords, and majestic one, the man. Now, a lot of people like to say, I'm the man. No, Christ is the man. You said the Bible doesn't say he's the man. Yeah, it does. But people say, I'm the man. They say, yes, the Bible does say he's the man. 1 Timothy 2, 5. He's the man. Yeah, he's the man. He's the man. He's the mediator. He is the mighty God. He's from Nazarene. Passover lamb, the physician. He's my main doctor. He can do what other doctors can't do. You know, when I go to my doctor, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. You know what I say to my doctors? I tell them, I thank you. I, th I shake their hands. I tell them, thank you. Thank you for being the physicians that the great physician uses. And I don't say that mockish. And I don't say that in a way that I'm putting them down. Because I'm not. I thank them. And you know what? I love my doctors. I do. I love my doctors. They're good people, especially Dr. Ujoa, who I love. Who God has put in my life. I love her so much. The fact of the matter is, is that she's a good, wonderful woman of the Lord God. I sensed it in her. The Lord told me it was. I made her cry in a good way, in a good way, because I could sense Jesus in her. But God has used her, and the Lord God has put her in my life, and God uses those people. He's the great physician. He is the one who puts the little physician. Yes, I'm not trying to belittle them when I call them little physicians. He's the great physician with the great physician hands. They're the little physician with their little physician hands. I realize a lot of doctors get big physician heads. But the fact of the matter is, it's the great physician that uses the little physicians. And we need to remember that. We don't do it to belittle them. We should appreciate them and be thankful. By the way, always thank your doctors for being used of God. Always thank them. Be thankful for them because God uses them. Oh, I'm not saying doctors don't mess up. I'm not saying that people don't make mistakes. They do. But be thankful for the ones that God uses in your life. Be thankful for them. But be mostly thankful for the great physician, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Back on to the list. Okay. So he is also the Prince of Peace, the propitiation, which is to say he stands in your place. Propitiation. He is the ransom for us. He is a reconciler, the resurrection and the life. He is the rock, the savior, the servant, the shepherd. He is sinless. He is the source of eternal salvation. There's no other. There's no other. He is the way, the truth, and the life. This is him. He's the wonderful counselor, and he is the word. He is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Master, Savior. Oh, there's something about that name. You can't beat the name of Jesus Christ. You can't. You just can't. I'm going to tell you something about the name Jesus. In the Old Testament, in Hebrew, it was Yeshua. In other words, Joshua. But Yeshua is what it was. And then, if you go to look at it in Greek, it's hard to pronounce. It looks like it's saying Jesus, but it's actually saying, it's actually saying Jesus is what it's saying. Jesus. Jesus is what it is in Greek. So it's Yeshua or Joshua. And then in Greek, it is Jesus. In English, it's Jesus. So sometimes you get people who say, oh, you have to pronounce it this, you have to pronounce it that. Look, God knows the heart. Jesus is his name. If you want to go and call him Joshua, that's why he knows. But the fact of the matter is, he is the son of God. He is Jesus. He has all these names and God knows the heart. God knows you're talking to him. He knows all these things. 
but he is Jesus. We are to admire him. We are to love him. We are to bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. No other name I know. You know what? It's hard for me when I sing that song. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's hard for me not to go. It's hard. I want to do that every time I sing it. I, so if I ever do that, I apologize. But it's hard for me not to get down with it. Okay. The other thing is, the next verse says this. It says, sing that wonderful name of Jesus. We're to sing that wonderful name. We are to sing hallelujah to the Lord. Sing hallelujah to the Lord. I told you I was going to sing. It's not a secret. It's like, oh, man, he can't control himself. You're right. I can't. The Holy Spirit gets a hold of me, and I get to sing. Sing hallelujah to the Lord. Sing praises to the Lord. David did it. What do you think the book of Psalms is? Psalms? That's what Psalms, the word Psalms, is a Psalms. Every psalm you read is a song. But they don't all rhyme. That's because it's Hebrews. Put into English. That's why it doesn't all rhyme. Besides, it may not have rhymed anyway. He's playing on his harp. But the point of the matter is, it was like a poem that they put to music. It's a song. He was singing. It says this in James 5.13. If anyone among you suffering, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. We are to sing. Sing. I'm going to tell you what I always did as a kid. As a kid, anytime I started feeling bad or scared at night, which I did a lot, by the way, I sing. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. And when people try to tell me, Jesus doesn't love you. Oh, that's silly. Jesus, uh-huh, because the Bible tells me so. And to this day, when Satan tries to tell me otherwise, I say, uh-uh, because the Bible tells me so. And I know because the Bible tells me so. I'm telling you, there's strength in song. I'll tell you another one I love so much song-wise. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. I love Jesus. My biggest friend in the whole wide world. I know he's yours too. At night, if the devil ever comes to you and tries to throw you asunder, and he'll try. He tries to tell you, God's not with you. He's going to try to tell you, nobody's with you. And you say, oh, yes, he is. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. He's with me now. Get thee behind me, Satan. I'm not alone, you ignorant wretch. Tell him to get away from you. You say, oh, can I call him a wretch? You can call him a wretch. You can call him a wretch. It's Because okay, he is a wretch. He's an ignorant wretch at that. He knows he's failing. Why do you think he's in your face? Now, you can sing. Sing praises. We're to praise the Lord. Praise the Lord God, Jesus Christ. What do we do? Praise and glorify his name. Glorify his name. Glorify his name. Glorify his name above the earth. Glorify his name. Ephesians 5.20 says, Give thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. But I want to say that again. For all things. It says, Give thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. When? Always. When? Always. So whenever things are going good, we give thanks to God. But when things are going bad, we often don't. We say, why, God, why? Why, Lord God? Why am I to be thankful? But God doesn't say once in a while. What it says is always. 
Always. That's hard to do, Pastor. I know it's hard to do. When things are going wrong, when things are going difficult, it's hard to be thankful. But we're to be thankful because we're not alone. We're to be thankful to the Lord Jesus, and we are to praise his name. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, it says, Through him, then let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Giving thanks to his name. By the way, giving thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ is not only to be done in November. It's to be done all year long. You mean not only when you get turkey and pumpkin pie? Oh, let's not talk about pumpkin pie. I'm trying to wash my weight. Yes, it's to be done all year long to give thanks and praise to the Lord. Praise his name. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto him. You know what we're supposed to do? Preach that wonderful name. Preach that wonderful name of Jesus. But we're not pastors, pastor. Well, you may not be pastors, folks, but you are to preach that wonderful name. No, no, no. I'm not telling you you have to get up here. I'm not going to start calling you up here to get up here and start preaching. Oh, man, I can't. I'm not telling you to preach the name of Jesus Christ up here. I'm not telling you to go out in the streets and start preaching to people. I'm not telling you that. We're to tell the gospel, the story of Jesus, the plan of salvation, because there's one way and one way only. Well, you say that an awful lot. That's true. And if we don't say it, how are they going to know it? Oh, they're probably sick of hearing it. Well, they need to hear it. I mentioned a while ago about doing a memorial yesterday. Well, there's two people who passed away through all that. I don't know where the other one's at, but I will tell you this. I do know this. If the people don't know the word, they don't know the truth, they don't know there's one way and one way only, how are they going to go that way? Because there's an awful lot of untruths being taught. And if they don't know the truth, they're not going to be able to follow the truth. Amen? It's our job. Pastor can't do everything. I'm, I'm talking about all the ministers out there, all the pastors. They can't do everything. It's up to you. God's called you. Acts 4.12. There is no salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Jesus said in John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, the life. We mentioned a while ago, no one comes to the Father except through me. And I've mentioned it just recently. I mentioned this. I'm going to mention it again. I said it yesterday. If uh, in Romans 10, which is one of my favorite things to say, I love this. Romans chapter 10. I'm going to read 9 and 10 and also 13. Listen to this now. Romans 9 and 10 and 13. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. And here's verse 13 of chapter 10 of Romans. For everyone who calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. If they believe, they're going to go to heaven, even if it's that last second. But don't wait for the last second. Because you have no idea what's going to happen. You may not have the ability. I don't know what's going to happen in your heart, in your head, in your mind. I do know that God wants you today. Don't say someday, someday, let this, that someday be this day. What we need. The last verse that we shared, 
today on the song is to share. Share that wonderful name of Jesus. Share it. How do we do that? Through witness, through the way that we live, through the way that we love. We're to share that wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Share by our witness. Because you know why? Because everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. He's the lily of the valley. He's the bright morning star. They're not going to know that unless you share the word. They've got to know. They got to know. Didn't you just say that through preaching? Yes. But they need to know your blessings, your songs, your praises, your preachings. They got to know all these things. We're not saying that you need to beat them over the head with the Bible. There are a lot of Bible thumpers in the world, but not everybody is. The problem is people need to see Jesus shining in you. Let others see Jesus in you. Let others see Jesus in you. A lot of people don't see Jesus in Christians. They don't see that. They think that the Christians are all Bible thumpers. Well, they're not. A lot of that's conviction, incidentally. It is. But here's the thing. We do have some Christians who are Bible thumpers. We do have some Christians who don't do anything. They're like undercover agents. And so, therefore, we need a balance. We need to love and live for Christ and witness by our actions, because it's by our actions that we are known. I've said a hundred times before. And if we love and live and truly serve Jesus Christ, they're going to feel the Holy Spirit. They're going to see Jesus in you, and they're going to know that they can come to you because they're going to know Jesus lives in you. Let them see it. And then, now that we've gone through all the verses of the song, bless that wonderful name of Jesus. There's one other thing. That is blasphemy. Blasphemy. Blasphemy is the worst thing that anyone could possibly ever do. Blasphemy is something that is done every single day. Every single day, blasphemy is done. And I hate to say it, it's done by almost everyone. It's done by Christians too. Now, they don't mean to do it most of the time, but people do it every day. Blasphemy is the mockery. Of God's name. The mockery of Jesus' name. People blaspheme the Lord Jesus all the time. They blaspheme him using his name in vain, mocking him, and they also do it in cursing. They mock his name in cursing. They mock his name in quote-unquote humor. They mock his name in movies. They mock his name on TV. They even mock his name in religion. They even mock his name in churches under the name of Jesus Christ. They mock his name all the time. They mock his name on the streets. They mock his name saying they're doing it for the sake of freedom. They mock his name all the time, and we're not to do that. We are to always make sure that we bless that wonderful name by the way that we live. Bless the wonderful name by the way that we speak. Bless the wonderful name by the way that we preach. Bless the wonderful name by the way that we praise. And bless the wonderful name never taking it in vain, never mocking God, but they do. They mock him in song. They mock him in quote-unquote jokes, which aren't funny. Many, many, many uh, situation comedies mock the Lord all the time. I watched some of those shows, and I was like, oh, I rebuke you. But the fact of the matter is, is there's many uh, uh, stand-up comedians that think that you're not funny unless you say certain words, which we're not going to get to, and they'll also mock the Lord because, oh, ha, 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 it's not going to be so funny. When the Lord either condemns you for it, and I pray and hope they get things right before them, they need to get things right right now. And we as Christians don't need to justify it. 
And we certainly don't need to support it. Now, I'm not telling you if you like someone or something that is involved with that, you don't need to necessarily stop. That's between you and the Lord. But I will tell you this. Do not support it uh, with people around you. If they know that you're of Christ, don't be like, oh, hey, he's okay. That's okay. It's all right. No, don't support blasphemy. Whatever you do, be careful how we speak. Be careful. And here's the thing I'm sure you've heard. By the way, they they blaspheme him in churches and in schools. Who's ever heard this? Hey, God has a sense of humor, doesn't he? Have you ever heard that phrase? Yeah, I've heard it many times. The sarcastic, smart aleck Philip of old said, yeah, he made it. But the fact is, that wasn't right. That was sarcastic, and I shouldn't have done that either, because that too was mocking God, and that was wrong. I've ignorantly mocked the Lord too in my past. And there's times that God showed me in my recent days Unintentionally, usually unintentionally, I've used his name in vain. I think all of us have to. I'm not going to say all of us because I don't know. I don't know what you're saying, what you're not. I don't know. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say you, 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 you. I'm not going to do that. I I can only talk about me. I have been shown things that I have said, whether it be expressions, whether it be times I laughed at things I shouldn't have laughed at, or whatever. There's times that I too have mocked the name of the Lord God. That's blasphemy. We got to be very careful. We represent the Lord Jesus Christ. We're to bless that holy name, not to mock that name. I won't get into specifics of things I've said and done. I will tell you this, though. To use his name in vain is to falsely use it, to mock that name, to use it for humor that is crude, to crudely use it. And by the way, you know a lot of people do that. They use it in vile language. You hear it all the time. And by the way, even using it in a slang that has nothing to do with spiritual matters is mockery. And it is blasphemy. Now, right now, you may think because you don't use the O, M, and that, whatever, I won't go into all that. But if you don't use that and you say, so because I use it in another phrase and it's not bad. No, it is. If you're saying any phrase that uses his name that has nothing to do with him, I've done it. I've used it in other phrases. By the way, you can try to twist it all you want. No, but I said he's a good God. I'm sorry, but you can say good God all you want. But just because you say that because someone steps on your toe has nothing to do with the Lord being good. It's still mockery and blasphemy of his name. And there are people right now who are blaspheming all over the world, and it's wrong. We are to bless that wonderful name, not blaspheme that wonderful name. We are to hold it up high, not to throw it down low. We are to make sure, especially as Christians, we are to make sure that we hold it as high as we possibly can. We are to make sure that everything we say makes sure that it's sweet and beautiful and wonderful. And when people hear us speak of Jesus Christ, we're to make sure that they say, I want to be like him. No, 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 not him, Philip, but him who lives in Philip. No, 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 not her, but him who lives in her. But if they hear me say something blasphemous, they're going to say, and he calls himself a man of God. You see, that's why we must be so very. Very, very careful of what we say, of how we say, it. because blasphemy will can, can and will destroy everything that God has tried to build up. He's the cornerstone, but we can be the one with blasphemous tongues that can destroy, can destroy like a hammer that cornerstone. Are you saying you're mightier than God? No, I'm saying the tongue, the tongue can destroy 
everything in someone else's heart and mind. Because you're to be used as a witness. You're to what? Glorify his name. Share that wonderful name. Not destroy it. We must be so incredibly careful. And I know no one here would ever intentionally do it. They would never intentionally, intentionally do it. In fact, anyone and everyone here, probably at home right now, saying, oh, I've never do that. I know you never would. Never intentionally. I just told you I never intentionally would either. But looking at it now, I see several times I want to go back in time. I want to get in a, a time traveler and go back and say, don't say that. But I can't do it. I don't have the ability to do that. However, from now on, I'm going to pray and think before I speak. I'm going to pray and let the Holy Spirit tell me, no, that's not appropriate. That is not right. You hush. Pray. That name is holy. It is to be used in holiness. God has a sense of humor. No, there are some things too holy to be used in such a way. Everyone, no, I'm not saying that we purposely mock God, but we are to use that name in such a holy, wonderful way because we represent Jesus. Amen. Now, I will say this before we move on here. Uh, we live in a horrible generation. Some are raised to be blasphemous. I understand. The Bible says to raise up a child, we're to raise up a child to serve God, to love God. Sadly, though, we live in a society where many people today raise them to be blasphemous, and those young people don't know any better. So you could say it's not their fault. And in a way, that's true. It's sad. There was a time where Solomon was very wise when he went from the wisdom of God. And then he followed his flesh. There came a time of destruction of Israel. We know about that. We know all about that. Unfortunately, though, because he followed his own wisdom instead of God's wisdom, and the destruction came upon Israel, there came destruction all over the place. And the same happens here in America. There was once upon a time, this was a land of wisdom, godly wisdom. Now this land is falling upon destruction. Why? Because they're falling away from the Lord God. How did that happen? Well, we know how that happened. Raise up a child in the way they should go. Once prayer and other educational things start being taken away from them, what's happened? What's happened? Well, we know what's happened. The wisdom of God has been taken away from them. And they're going from the foolishness of the flesh. What does Exodus 20 verse 7 say? You shall not take the name of the Lord God in vain, for the Lord will not hold guiltless any who take his name in vain. That's why the Ten Commandments. But we see what happens to us Christians. The Lord tells us this in James 3:10. Out of the mouth, excuse me, out of the same mouth proceed blessings and cursings. It says, My brothers, these things ought not to be so. No. We are not to be foolish as the lost. In some ways, it's not their fault. But we should have the wisdom of the Lord Jesus Christ within us. We are to be different than that. We're not to go off of emotional, emotional ways. We're to go from spiritual wisdom. We're to follow the Lord God and not the emotional things going on around us. Right now here in America, we see things that are happening. People are emotional. There's all sorts of emotional turmoil going on right now. But we don't need to follow that. We need to follow spiritual, biblical wisdom. I can understand all of the emotion going on right now. I can understand it. But I've even seen pastors, 
getting out there and going along with the crowd, going along with the waves. And I want to say to them, stop. Can't you understand? If you get out there with the crowds and go along with them and get emotional, you're going to lose control because you're not spirit alone. And by the way, some of them have. I want to say you're not spirit alone. We're to stand for Christ, not for race. We're to stand for Christ, not for emotion and flesh. Now, it's between them and the Lord, not them and me. So I say nothing. But I do know one thing. The Bible tells us what to do. The Bible tells us to support our government. The Bible tells us to do what is right, not what is wrong. I'll talk more about this in a week. We are to do what is right, to follow the Lord God first. Other things next. We are to be obedient to God, not obedient to self. I can understand emotion. Emotion is something we have from the Lord God, but God is to come first. Always, always. Acts 7.51, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in the heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. This was Stephen talking to the high priest. They end up killing him for it. Because they were following themselves, they were blasphemous. But pastor, doesn't it say in the Bible somewhere? I've had people ask me, doesn't it say somewhere in the Bible that you can blaspheme yourself? So you can blaspheme so much that you're unforgiven? Well, yes and no. It's talking about blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And this is talking about turning away salvation. This isn't talking about blaspheming the Holy Spirit by name so much. Because listen to what it says here. Remember, Holy Spirit is Jesus. Holy Spirit is God. They are one. They're all one. Listen to this, what it says. It says it three different places, but we're going to read from Luke 12, 10. Remember, three places, but all the same incident. Luke 12, 10. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. You're forgiven if you have made the mistake of saying something you shouldn't have said. You're forgiven. God knows your heart. He knows it's unintentional. You're forgiven. Listen to this. Everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Well, what does that mean? If I say something snotty against the Holy Spirit? No. It means when the Holy Spirit comes to you and tries to get you to ask Jesus into your heart. When you say no, and the Holy Spirit is trying to get you to come to Jesus, and you say no, it's about salvation. But we're not to blaspheme Jesus. We're not to blaspheme the Lord God. We're not to do that. We are to what? Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. We're to bless that name. Today we're to bless the name. We're to remember that. And one last scripture I want to read to you today. If anyone, this is 1 Peter 4 11. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone serves, let him serve with the strength that God supplies, so that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom we praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. We're to bless that name. Through all these times right now, no matter what happens in our lives, no matter what happens around us, we're to live for God, live for Jesus Christ. Bless the name of Jesus, every single one of them, all 100, all of them. Bless the name. He's the one, the one and only. Bless the name and bless you for blessing that name. Let's bow and pray. Jesus, our Holy Savior, today we bless your name. Lord God, I pray, even though we live in a world that blasphemes your name daily, Lord, we pray that you forgive them. 
We pray that you will forgive them, Lord God. We pray that you will bring wisdom to them. We know that some of it's intentional. We know that they are mocking you, a lot of them. We pray that they will come to the wisdom that there's no other way, that you are real. We pray that they'll come to know that they need you right now. Lord God, I pray that they'll come to you right now. Lord Jesus Christ, for us who unintentionally, and I know it was unintentional, or we unintentionally said things we shouldn't have said, I pray you forgive us for that. But Lord God, I also pray that from this day on, we praise and bless that wonderful name, that people will see your wonderful name shining through us each and every day. Lord God, we thank you so much that you love us, that you live through us and shine through us. Lord, thank you for your love, for your forgiveness, for all that you've done for us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.